largely the narcissist shaped uh, somewhat the type of person that I became back then and even to some extent today. You're listening to the Warrior Rulebook Podcast with me, Monique Harmon. I'm a God-fearing, bright fashion blogger, also known as Pregniki, where I share tips on how to activate that part of you that sets your soul on fire to fight whatever life throws at you. Come on, share your story with me. Before we jump in today's episode, I would like to take the time to acknowledge some of my reviewers. This first one is from Demi Episode is the best. Wonderful. I am not one to listen to podcasts nor write reviews. However, this podcast is worth it. I love the topics and down to earth conversation style. It is like talking with your best friends. The conversations are not biased and are totally relatable for millennials. I like that the host focuses on a lesser known community and providing topics for those who enjoy a modest lifestyle. With that being said, it is still enjoyable for all people of all ages and backgrounds. Thank you so much. Demi episode is the best. Okay, this next one is from Queera Evans. Love it. Such a great podcast. So many great topics are discussed and given with great advice. She is very inspiring and gives me hope that one day I'll start my own channel. I love it. And actually, guys, she did start her own channel. So be on the lookout for that. Now let's get into the show. Hey, guys, welcome to the second part of the episode. I know it's been a very long time since we heard part one. So if you need to listen to part one again, the link will be in the description or you can just go back to the previous episode. But this part of the episode has to do more with ways to respond to a narcissist. So in the first part of this episode, Eli discusses three techniques that people can use to respond to a narcissist when they are trying to manipulate them by Manuel Smith, which are false self-disclosure, and the broken record. He provides a few examples for each. Let's listen in. Another technique that they would use is, or a technique that Manuel Smith brings up is called fogging. Mm-hmm. What fogging is, how you deal with the manipulative criticism. This is actually something that you learn um, or that you can learn. It, it works a lot in school you know, when you're still in school or whatever, is if you don't care about what the person is criticizing you about, or if you're not bothered by the person's criticism, it doesn't work. I forget which Little Bill book it was, but it was the one where he was dealing with a bunch of kids in his school that were that would constantly call him names. And eventually the end of it was just him, like he resolved the problem by just saying so. And he just kept saying so. And the other kid, like, just freaked out and got, he ended up being the one to get mad, you know, which is what he was trying to do for you. If your self-esteem is strong enough where it won't be shattered by the stones of the people throw at it, you know, you're this, you're that, it doesn't work. Sometimes people will do that because they want you to be this defensive. A lot of times, this isn't even just a narcissist thing. There's sometimes just people who are just who just like to start drama. And if they think a certain criticism is going to get a rise out of you, that's what they're going to do. But if you, if you say, yeah, I was late and you don't, you don't say like, "Uh, yeah, I was late. You know, it's like, yeah, I was, you you calmly and neutrally stated. Right. Right. Because all you're doing is telling the truth and you're not really associating any emotion towards it. Like, there's not really a lot of potential to manipulate you into an argument or into groveling, you know. There's nothing wrong with apologizing, 
but you should apologize because you yourself feel remorseful, you know, not because the narcissist is kind of forcing you to do it or tricking you to do it or scaring you to do it because yeah, you know, that was my bad. You know, he says, uh, for the, when you're first starting out, don't apologize. I get what he's saying, but there's nothing wrong with apologizing. He, he says that because, you know, manipulate you by saying you got to make up for it somehow, or, you know, something like that. You can still do that without being manipulated. Like you were late. Now you, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to let this go unless you let me borrow your car tomorrow to go to the park. It's like, well, no, not really. There's no connection between those two things. Just because I was late doesn't mean I have to let you borrow it. You know? Yeah. Then you can go back to, I understand how you feel. I understand you're upset that I'm late. I'm not letting you use my car. Self-disclosure is another thing he talks about. It's pretty self-explanatory. You're just, that's when you're on the end of the person confronting someone and you're trying to do it a certain You're just making your needs known. And the broken record can also be used when confronting someone else. Is, you know, really, when you're really sticking to your guns, Mm-hmm. You know, you, you bought a pair of uh, heels from the store. Mm-hmm. You wore them once and it snapped. Like the, the long part, whatever that's called, snapped. Are you talking about the heel? Yeah, I guess. Yep. There we go. <laughs> you bought a pair. You bought it. <laughs> You're like the long part snapped. Like, all right. <laughs> the, the, the long, the long joint, you know. Oh, great. Now they know I'm. In Philly. Uh, no, yeah, you you bought you bought a pair of heels, and uh, you know the heels snap. I guess like the next day, like the first time you wore them, you want a refund. Yeah. You know, you know that's the store's policy to get a refund, but the cashier kind of I guess just doesn't feel like doing it or something like that. Mm-hmm. You go and you're like, excuse me, I bought these heels. I'd like a refund. They're like, well, why do you want to refund? I bought them. I wore them once. The heel snapped. I fell on my face in front of in front of my crush that I was just about to ask out. He laughed at me and declared loudly, "Wow, I will never go out with that woman as long as I live." I was attracted to her before, but seeing her fall on her face now it's really, really made me change my mind. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to do all that self-disclosure, but basically, you know, the relevant self-disclosure you know i fell i wore them once they snapped i fell and hurt myself i would like a refund and you repeat i would like a refund because you're doing self-disclosure and broken record you walk in say i would like a refund why i bought these heels yesterday they snapped i fell and hurt myself i would like a refund how rough were you being with them well we don't usually give refunds for no reason if it's your fault i would like a refund well, look, ma'am, you're kind of holding up the line here. I understand I'm holding up the line. I would like a refund. Oh, my gosh. Well, I if you do that, we're going to go through this whole... Yeah. I would stop. Like, if it's not the store policy, then I don't think it's, like, debatable. Right. But this person is just trying to get over on you. He just doesn't feel like doing a refund. Oh, so he's But the point is... Right. If it's not the store policy, then he kind of... Manuel Smith kind of says it's up to you whether or not you want to pursue that because you could still end up getting a refund if you're assertive enough 
he emphasizes the other person only has a limited number of notes in their bag. See how you said you would stop? That is kind of what he talks about, where he's like, you have a limited number of come on, man. I'm adding the come on, man. Like, but that's basically you. Yes. Yes. If this becomes super famous, there's going to be so many people who don't know what you're, who don't know what you were just referencing. <laughs> like, going to make that man famous. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, you have a limited number of insistences, I guess would be the word. And they have a limited number of no's. Like if it's a store policy, eventually the person is going to either concede or they're going to walk away from you, at which point the power is really in your hands because then you can report them to the manager, you know, get them in trouble. But the point is this person's trying to use all sort of manipulative uh, tactics to get you to stop. So he's saying the line is building up. I don't have time for this. What is he trying to do? He's trying to guilt trip you. Mm -hmm. trying, so this is one thing I forgot to mention, and it's actually an important thing that he mentions in his book, mm -hmm. that the main techniques that assertiveness, uh, that manipulators try to use are guilt mm -hmm. or, or stupidity. And what I mean by that is they either imply that you're a bad person mm -hmm. for not doing what they want you to do, or imply that you're stupid for not doing what they want you to do. Enjoying this episode? Leave me a review. Not only does it let me know how I'm doing on the episodes, but it helps other people just like you find the encouragement they need to go on with their lives. Simply scroll down to the review section, type your review, and press send. I'm grateful for every response I get. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, just know that they review before they post, so please be patient. Last but not least, I will be sharing some reviews on future shows, so be sure to stay tuned for a chance to hear your review heard on the air. So when I was like, what kind of friend wouldn't give me a ride? I was implying with that you were a bad friend, like in this example. When, when the guy's saying uh, you're building up the line, he's implying not only are you a selfish person for building up the line, you're also stupid for ignoring that the line is building up. You know, they will try those two things. They'll be like, why are you giving me a hard time? Implying, wow, you're a real jerk. You're giving me a hard time. You know, they'll direct the attention onto what you're, what they say you're doing wrong, even though you're not wrong for standing up for your rights. You know, if, if that's the policy, you have the right to demand a refund. Here, Eli goes into how he deals with the narcissist. Let's see what he's talking about. I think the best way to deal with the narcissist is not to. That's honestly what I think the safest thing is, just because this is this is my opinion. Obviously, just giving my opinion. It it's a it's a toxic toxic personalities. Just you'd be surprised how much easier life gets, or how much better your mood gets when you eliminate the toxic personalities out of your life. Thing is, it's not always possible not to deal with the narcissist. Sometimes we're kind of forced to deal with them. 
life. Sometimes we may have to live with them or we may have to work with them. The gray rock method, my favorite response to a narcissist. Rather than give my own definition, I'm going to be building a website called e-counseling.com, which says that the gray rock method is a practice where an individual becomes emotionally non-responsive, boring, and virtually acts like a rock. The gray rock method takes away what the narcissist needs and desires most, attention. So basically, they know when there's drama, there's attention. They're, they're like, you know, I guess they don't think there's any such thing as bad publicity. By using the gray rock method, you just continue to give sort of neutral responses that can't really engage too much, you know, stuff they can't really make much out of, you know. And they'll kind of, eventually they'll give up. Like, they will probably persist, you know, maybe even bring that up. Why, why aren't you talking? You're mad at me, aren't you? You're upset about this or that. See, this is what I mean. You have that, you have that anger issue, and now you're coming, and now you're lashing out at me. Why, why don't you care about, you know, they'll, they'll try to do all that type of stuff, you know, yeah, make like, themselves the victim somehow, because that's what their professionals at, you know, and, you know, we'll try to do anything they can to lure you into an argument or into drama, into groveling, something like that. But the gray rock method is basically you're giving boring, plain, neutral responses. You're giving no more information than what is absolutely necessary. So that way they don't really have anything that they could really springboard off of to kind of create an argument, you know. But that's if you're, that's if you have to deal with them. Again, I would say the optimal solution is because, because narcissists don't usually change. That's the unfortunate thing. They use nine times out of 10, they're going to stay like that. They don't usually, you know, so a lot of times they're thinking, oh, maybe I can change them. Or maybe they will eventually come to their senses if I love them enough. Reality is not always like that. It's not a movie, you know. Not going to suddenly, they're probably not going to suddenly come to their senses and be like, wow, this person loved me so much and I was treating them like trash. They might already know that and not care. Or they might not even think about that. Because one thing narcissists hate doing is honest self-reflection. They hate honesty, period. Think about it this way. If someone's not honest with other people, you know, a lot of times they don't even want to not be honest with themselves. They're not honest with themselves. They're not going to be honest with you. I, I think Pat said that one time. Someone's not honest with themselves. They're not going to be honest with you. They're not really going to honestly look at themselves, especially if their ego is so fragile. I would recommend because this is something I dealt with and it was hard for me to kind of accept. Sometimes you have to, uh, to quote something, accept an apology you never had and move on. Because the resentment is going to hurt you probably more than it's going to hurt them. The narcissist is already hurting themselves. You holding resentment in is just going to eat away at you. It's just going to eat away at your mental health, and it's going to cause you not to enjoy life nearly as much as you could. Just got to, you know, let it go. Acknowledge that it happened, but you're, you come to terms with it. You accept it. You know, that's in the past. 
I forget who said this, but it's, I love the quote, which is, in order for a wound to heal, you have to stop touching it. You know, you have to stop dwelling on it because that's a lot of times what causes the resentment. Not, not that you don't want to suppress memories. You do want to um, do what you need to do to kind of become okay with it. But that's a whole, that's a whole other podcast about like forgiving and stuff like that. I'm sure we all, everyone listening to this, you, me, we all at some point have had to forgive someone. Yes. And a lot of times we can hold resentment in without even knowing. And we don't even realize a lot of times the effects that can have on our relationships, on our mental health. It can affect a lot of things. You want to work hard to undo all the damage that they did. You can grow from virtually any situation especially adversity. And I'm not saying that the, it's good that you dealt with a narcissist. Okay, maybe you can be grateful for the adversity that you dealt with. But what affected your growth more than the adversity itself is how you handled it. And that's one thing I look at. When I dealt with a narcissist, I can kind of put a grateful spin on it. Gratitude, that's another thing I could talk about. But I'm grateful for the fact that I used it for growth. Dealing with someone who was selfish taught me the value of empathy because I don't want other people to feel the way that I felt. Dealing with someone who would constantly put me down taught me the value of complimenting others genuinely and building them up. Dealing with someone who was mean-spirited taught me the value of being warm. Dealing with someone who's cold taught me the value of being warm. But it depends because for other people, they could deal with that type of person and think, well, if they're going to be like that, I'm going to be like that too. And I'm going to be like that to the rest of the world. If they're going to be hurtful, I'm going to be hurtful. Hurt people hurt people. That's a phrase a lot of people say. It's super true. A lot of the people who seem to be mean for no reason are actually in pain. Um, you know, your behavior is often a reflection of what's, it, it's, always, it's always a reflection of something that's going on inside. The best way to deal with a narcissist is not to, unless you have, if you have to use the gray rock method, use the assertiveness techniques that were talked about earlier, you know, fogging, negative assertion. I would recommend to everyone read when I say no, I feel guilty. If you're an audiobook guy, which which is what I am, or gal. it's on Audible. Or gal. <laughs> I'm not sexist, I promise. <laughs> but yeah, it's you want to focus on undoing the damage that they dealt. A lot of times it's not easy to see all of it without enough introspection and without enough focus on personal development. First of all, you want to all you want to be focusing on personal development anyway, and to do that, introspection is necessary. But over time, you will eventually figure out, wow, the reason why I had so much difficulty asserting myself. This isn't all cases. This this is not all cases. The reason, but you might eventually figure out, wow, the reason why I have so much trouble asserting myself is because I would get punished for it. You know, and I would get. Uh, I would feel guilty whenever I did. First of all, let me say, friends who make you feel bad for asking that they respect your boundaries 
especially when you respect theirs, are not friends you want to have. You have to ask yourself. Because sometimes when we when we're afraid to speak our when we're afraid to assert our boundaries, we might be, wow, I'm afraid to lose this friend or whatever. You need to ask yourself, is that the kind of friendship you want where you can't assert yourself, where your needs aren't being worried about? Is that the type of friendship you want? Because there are other people out there like you who care about other people's boundaries. And sometimes it's hard to see that. You might think, wow, maybe I'll have nobody if this person leaves. You didn't have them in the first place. (laughs) If they didn't want you to assert your boundaries, you didn't have them in the first place. Definitely a rough lesson that I've learned. Yeah, yeah, same. Undo the damage, focus on personal development, so you can, you know, when you're trying to constantly focus on personal development, eventually you'll see, like, a lot of the damage that people did to you, like, certain things that happened from certain relationships, and you'll fo- you'll notice a lot of, like, you're eventually going to notice the flaws you need to work on, because it's important to undo the damage they did to you. Narcissists can mess you up, especially if you deal with them a lot, and especially if you don't really know what's going on. Like, I'm hoping that anyone who hears this kind of, um, if they're dealing with that type of person, will kind of be enlightened to it. You know, do some more research on it. This isn't, this is not like uh, a comprehensive uh, lesson on it. There's a lot more you could learn about it, a lot more you could learn about the effects that they have. But yeah, you know. Pick up on like the signs, like maybe mm-hmm. they might find like that they notice something that was like written about this. Mm-hmm. Dealing with this type of person. So that might make them you know, think more before, um, you know, just accepting that behavior from the person. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's what I would, that's what I would recommend. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here with me and our listeners. All right. Thanks for having me. Wow. So much valuable information. Can't you guys see by now that hearing someone's story can motivate you to deal with the current situation or even show that you're not alone in a particular area? I have used the gray rock method so many times and it's kind of sad, but it really helped me get away from my narcissist that I had to deal with, um, which I'm so grateful for being free of that experience. You can follow Eli on Instagram at Eli the Seeker. Also, the name of his YouTube channel is Eli the Seeker. His vlogs are about thinking skills, so this includes critical thinking skills, logic, how to reason, spotting flaws in arguments, and the different thinking patterns that we all have. He wants to help people to have a clear view of reality. So to find out more, be sure to subscribe to him. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Warrior Rulebook podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with a friend and join me over at the Warrior Rulebook podcast insider group on Facebook. And don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more tips on how to be resilient in this world.